it's one of those things that unfortunately most of our crew are all full-time workers as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got a reasonable mix of Monday to Friday daytime workers who will generally hit the, the overnight calls. Yeah. And then myself and the other shift workers that you know were available at two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon because it's our day <laughs> off. H-M-M-C. You're listening to the WYE Radio Network. On this episode of WYE, our favorite Aussie paramedic live in studio, Nick Williams. The podcast that responds to all emergencies on and off the job. Here are your hosts, Motor Cop and the Happy Medic. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to WYE Radio. Justin Shore, your co-host. Uh, we are in MCPD Studios without our good buddy Jason, but we do have Mr. Nick, Nick Williams, all the way from Australia. G'day. G'day. We usually say g'day, Nick, yeah. on the show, but I can actually say g'day, Nick, to your face. In person. It's exciting. Fantastic. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, the last time you came out to visit, uh, we had the 100th episode of the old crossover show. I reckon it was. And I'm pretty sure you were on it and we were drinking heavily. Very heavily. Very yeah. heavily, yeah. Because we had gone to see uh, Chips. Yes. That's that's how long ago since Mr. Nick was in town. But I wanted to have you in, uh, you know, uh, d- the holidays as this airs have come and gone. Yep. We are celebrating family Christmas today, uh, a few days before the actual Christmas. But I wanted to bring you in the studio and talk about um, your country is on fire. Like all of it. Yeah, very, very large numbers of uh, fires in a few different states. Hopefully by the time folks are listening to this, they're like, oh yeah, the, the fires are out. Or, you know, Australia is just like a charred muffin yeah. at, uh, at a bakery Just or around something. the edges. Just, just around the edges. <laughs> but you were mentioning uh, this morning when you got up... Uh, in the states you were looking at a map and you said was it the main highway from east to west was closed yeah so along the the southern end um great australian bite i guess between perth and adelaide or port augusta where i am um there's only one main highway Mm because there's nothing else in the middle of the country what makes sense not to have two roads yeah 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 oh well you can but uh there was a map that was actually on facebook the last time the road got closed and it was a 40 something hour detour detour wow heavy vehicles um, yeah, there's no towns in the center in the middle of Australia, so mm-hmm. there's really one road along the bottom, basically a bomb along the bottom, and there's a uh, a fire in Western Australia that's closed the highway, and so they're stopping all traffic pretty much at either end. Wow, so you can you can wait two days to see what happens, or mm. you can start on that roundabout. But yeah. what what are the chances you get halfway there and oh now that road's closed for fire? Uh don't know. Yeah, probably unlikely to given where it is, but yeah. It's, well, judging it's, by the map you showed me today where oh all these little dots are fires and yeah that was insane but what i really wanted to talk to you about is we've got a lot of listeners that have uh two feet one in each discipline mm-hmm. so we've got a lot mainly a lot of folks that are both fire and ems now it's unique down in australia that you're not a paramedic with the fire service but you are a paramedic and part of the fire service can you explain kind of how those organizations exist and yeah work together so a little bit? Pretty much all states within South Australia, um, ambulance and fire are separate, or they are separate departments, and both government run or government contracted, mm-hmm. but they're for the entire state. So each state has its own ambulance service that cover everywhere. Um, generally, there's no cross pollination, cross 
contamination in some cases. <laughs> uh, but, a lot but, of people are nodding on that. Yeah, between two between the two services, mm-hmm. um, people have their primary employment. So in my case, my primary employment is with SA Ambulance as a paramedic, mm-hmm. um, and we do a four on four off roster, and that's that's my role. That's that's your job, but, but also. So in the the. I'll say small country town of 14,000 odd people um, and most other country towns as well will either have volunteer country fire service um, where people can volunteer pretty much as as I assume is similar here where if the pager drops, you go off to the fire call mm-hmm. and, and so be it. In some of the larger country towns, e.g. Port Augusta where I am, um, the Metropolitan Fire Service have a run a retained model where you're actually a retained employee of mm-hmm. the fire service as well. Um, don't have to sit at station, anything like that. Do your weekly trainings. But when the pager drops, you're paid recall. I don't know what the... Yeah, so we've, we've got a, a pay call firefighter yep. is, a, is a position out here. Sometimes on the outskirts, the suburban areas, the department's yep. part of the station will be staffed by paid call firefighters. So it's kind of like volunteers, but they try to encourage more people to go in. Uh, and, yeah. and do it but of course there is that little element of you know every time Johnny's in town we seem to be getting you know alarm calls and and motor vehicle collisions that turn out to be nothing um, but that's definitely a thing so what what are you in that in that system you just described yeah. so yeah so I'm I'm full-time employed by SAS or SA Ambulance as a, as a paramedic and then it's my choice to then have secondary employment as a retained firefighter with okay. the, the MFS Metropolitan Fire Service. Alright, so you you were talking um, a couple days ago when the, when you first got here and these fires were getting big that mm. they were deploying a lot of appliances, a lot of fire engines out to deal with these things. Is there ever the opportunity or the possibility that MFS would uh, tap you out to go on a strike team and go out of town so that you would not be able to work SAS or how do, how yep. would that work? Yeah, so the MFS won't generally do from our town won't generally do deployments into the metro area or in intrastate, so within our own state, mostly because we need to do the asset protection within the town. So kind of like a, um, a backfill. Yeah, almost. Yeah, you'll, so you'll we, fill in for the guys that did go on the deployment. Yeah, yep. Okay. They, they, they certainly won't send an appliance out of town. We only have the two, so mm-hmm. we don't really have the spare capacity. <laughs> hey, where'd the fire trucks go? <laughs> yeah. Um, that said, the MFS have been sending, um, and with the the country fire service volunteers, they have been sending strike teams over to New South Wales to mm-hmm. help them out, um, doing four or five day deployments at a time and rotating through. Um, they have put interest expressions of interest out to all of us and in both camps with the ambulance as well to go along that to support the strike team as a paramedic. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been able to do that yet due to being here. Due to reasons, yeah. <laughs> uh, but real quick, you just touched on the the next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, does SA Ambulance or, or the other uh, states and regions, do they have uh, EMS strike teams where you'll be deployed into the crisis area to, say, evacuate hospitals or backfill other agencies? So I'd, I'd never actually heard it or heard of it or seen, seen it happen before up until, I want to say it was three or four years ago when we had a very large bushfire on the, the outskirts of Adelaide mm-hmm. um, where New South Wales sent over a large number of firefighters to us and they embedded a paramedic in each of their strike teams. Hmm. Um, and I'm not sure how they were used in the initial sense. I know when they sent them then, they, mostly they were just at the staging area just to basically help backfill our paramedics yeah um so i think they crewed up one one each 
and that was they were pretty much dedicated to the fire resources um, I believe with the deployments we're doing now they're actually embedded with the strike team and they'll be out in the field to be almost that first response and the, these are of course single role paramedics that are in the kind of position that you're in with fire service right this isn't fire service based no, uh, this, yeah, yeah. This so isn't, these, these are, are, are these firefighters who just happen to be trained as paramedics and are not part of the ambulance service? No, no, they are. They are part of the they ambulance are. service. So it's okay. a multi-agency strike team. Nice. Um, they've originally sending our special operations team, rescue paramedics, who have mm -hmm. got the experience with deployments and that kind of stuff, um, and they've now expanded it to any full-time paramedic with SA ambulance that has a little bit of firefighting experience. They want to at least have, <clears throat> excuse me, at least have an understanding of. How What's not to get going dead. on? Yeah, yeah. Burn bushfire burnover was one of the key um, requirements to yeah. at least. So, so maybe they're not necessarily getting trained in structural firefighting, hazmat, yep. swift water, all that, but they understand enough to be embedded with that team. Yep, to work safely within a team. Mm -hmm. That yes, you're not necessarily going to be on the tools, but you're going to have an idea of when they all come running, and you know they say, "Yep, burn over, get in, put the yep. curtains down, put the sprinklers on." You know what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, wow. So let me let me kind of go in another direction here since you're well first of all you're not going to be deployed on account of you're in California. Yeah. But Unless uh, I deploy you know, we, here. yeah, we're on fire a lot, but we we got it. Relax. Um you're primarily ambulance service, so how do you balance your full-time job and also your pager dropping for fires? Um is it like being a volunteer firefighter like I think back to I had stuff to do, but my pager drops, and I know that most of the other fire guys in town, fireys, as you call fireys. them. Fireys, yeah. Yep. Uh, most of the other fireys are out of town or doing something else. Do you do you feel an overwhelming responsibility to go, or is your brain kind of in the, I already helped my community being a paramedic, I'll let this one slide? Uh, it's an eternal dilemma um, for a, a, quite a few of our firefighters as well in Mouse Station, because there's myself and another paramedic, and then there's a couple of police officers, coppers. Mm -hmm. Um, that have the same so particularly the you know the early morning alarm calls when we're between day shifts mm. can get uh, fatiguing and I'll use the F word if any of my managers are listening uh, we do manage our fatigue so uh -huh. part of that particularly with my primary employment we have to get permission to have a secondary job mm -hmm. um, and same here yep. part of the conditions of that is we can't turn up fatigued the magic F word mm -hmm. Um not the word you thought. No, <laughs> different F word. So, yeah, we do we do tend to manage. Fortunately, with our, we use an app that shows who's responding, who's available, and all of that. So we can manage our fatigue mm -hmm. um, overnight. For example, if it's a, a single appliance bin fire, and I yep. can see there's already half a dozen people responding, I won't, you, I won't respond. I'll rest. Yep. Um, and, you know, versus the, the second alarm strucky. So, so are you real quick? Are you getting most of your? You, you know, we talk about when the pager drops. Are you just on that app, or are you carrying an actual radio pager? Uh, so we, so we carry a pager, not a radio pager, just alphanumeric. Okay. Um, and that will go off. I also get the same pager calls as a text message to my phone. Mm -hmm. um, I generally have the pager as a backup, but ninety nine percent of my stuff is on the phone. That's nice. Um, very I can't, much. I can't think of any American public safety services that are using that kind of technology if anybody's out there using it drop me a line justin at wieradio.com and let me know what you're using i'm very interested to find that out because the bike medics at the airport they want to be able to get texts because they can read a lot faster than they can respond most times while they're writing yep so it you know something to think about but you're getting these these alerts on your phone yep, yep. and you're also seeing who's responding at the same time yeah so the the app will show we get as a text the app will show then who's available um the skill mix 
which is a particular issue that or can be. So what do you mean? Um, so not for myself. I'm qualified in road crash, but not as a pump operator. So on each appliance, hmm. we need to have. So you're you know, you're kind officer. of drafting a team in real time, right? Almost, yeah. Okay, okay. But we've got three firefighters, two road operators. We just need one pump operator. Pretty and much. we're out of here. Yep. And you're waiting, and you're waiting, and Gary. Sometimes. Yep. Gary might Gary. be on shift or out of town. <laughs> so is there a possibility that you've got a team assembled uh, at the appliance and you can't leave with it? Yes. It's it's happened. Um, depending on the type of job, that can be. Yeah. Um. Frustrating, and where you know it, it's one of those things that unfortunately most of our crew are all full time workers as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got a reasonable mix of Monday to Friday daytime workers who will generally hit the the overnight calls, yeah. and then myself and the other shift workers that you know were available at two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon because it's <laughs> our day off. Yeah, it's our Friday, um, or Saturday. So yeah, it, it can be. We're not too bad. And most of the, you know, it's a, a challenge for most of the regional retained stations that you've got the skill mix and the type of job and retaining staff. I, w- I was just going to bring up recruitment and retainment. Is is there a possibility that you go out there, you know, uh, hitting up college kids or, you know, young professionals that maybe are working from home, they're in the tech sector, and hey, you know what you could be doing yeah. at the same time as this other stuff? Do you have a good mix of professions in your retainment? We do, uh, yeah. At we, the firehouse, we we do and we don't. We're, um, we're yeah, we're, we're probably a little bit heavy on the other emergency services at the moment, but I think that also is what attracts the the kind of people you want. They already can mm-hmm. can hit the ground running with an understanding of how emergency. Yeah, they services know how to use work. a radio. They know the basics. Yeah, very very much. Um, and you know, for me, it was the same when I moved to the town. I originally wasn't going to be there for that long. It was supposed to be three months, and it's now eight and a bit years. Yeah. Um. So. I come in and once I'd, I'd had the decision and made the decision that I was going to stay there, then it was like, right, I'm going to need something to do on my four days Set off because yeah. I'm going to sit around bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and it originally planned on just volunteering for the CFS because that's what you did in the country. I actually, to be honest, didn't even realise we had the retained MFS mm-hmm. um, in the first few months I was there. And then saw the ad and said, you know, come get paid. And, and it's it's good beer money. You know, it's not, it's not a, a... I don't need... The money to work there, yeah, it's it's hobby, you know, beer money. Basically, would you, would you do it if there was no money? Yep, probably. And do, you, do you think a lot of folks on station would do it if there was no money? Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's I think good. It's, it's, you got motivated people. Yeah, and it and yeah. it's good. You know, again, it's 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 nice, but it's it's one of those things that if they were to say tomorrow, oh, by the way, we're shutting down the station and it's now going to be volunteers, mm-hmm. we'd probably all still be there. Yeah. Some grumbling, I'm sure, but. The next call that comes out, everybody, okay, let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the old joke over here used to be, a, don't tell the mayor, but I'd probably do this for free. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the, yep. Yeah, Joe. So used to, from, yeah. Hopefully no one from management's listening. Yeah. <laughs> that could be an opportunity. Um, but I think adding in that pay call element, you know, the now you said it was recall. So is there a minimum? Like if I get held over at work, it's for whatever time. But if they say, hold on, we might send you somewhere. Then they hold me. They they have to pay me for three or four hours. I can't remember which one it is. What is your your yep. situation like? So your pager drops. You hit responding. What yep. happens? So for us at the moment, um, we're paid for three hours from that time. Okay. No matter how long the call takes. Um, the current agreement, which we're looking at changing in our next lot of negotiations, but the current agreement is if we say we go do a fifteen minute 
um, oil spill or something, yeah. 20 minutes, we clear, we go back home. If we get another call within that three hours, that's included in that that first payment. That, that makes sense. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the other services, with, if I was to get recalled with SAS, then if I go home, that ends that recall. If they pay just again, mm-hmm. I get paid again. Now, you've mentioned in our... But our, they can hold us for that three hours. In our, uh, please don't read it, uh, Amer-Australia conversation that's <laughs> been going on for quite some time. Yeah. You've mentioned a couple times about uh, doing overtime and then doing some sort of like cover car or, or something where... Uh, the on-call? Call. Yeah, the on-call. On-call? D- describe that to me. How does that work? Um, yeah, so the roster that we generally work, um, well, Metro, SA Ambulance, do mm-hmm. two on two days, two nights, four off. Um, there's a few additional day afternoon cars and what have you, but the, yeah. the base roster is the four on, four off. So in Augusta, we do um, two 10-hour days, two 14-hour nights, four days off. Because we need a second vehicle, part of that, and it's a bit of a historical arrangement when the workload wasn't as busy, but every six rotations, we do two of these rotational tours, I think you call them, of okay. 96 hours straight, which is four days on call every night between those so at night, we're sort of the, the backup car. So this is at night at home? At night at home, yep. Okay. So we take a vehicle home All right. each, and if we get paged for a call, we meet up somewhere and, and go to the, go do the job. Interesting. So yeah. So what do, what do you think of that model? Does it work? Uh, is, it, is it what you've got, and so you just keep going with it? Or this, this sounds like a recipe for disaster. It does. It does. And uh, yeah, again, hopefully none of my managers are listening. Everyone wants to get rid of it. The workload, mm-hmm. it's not sustainable with the workload we have currently. Uh, too high or too low? Too high. Okay. Way too high. Um, fatigue being the, are you, the magic Are you almost word. guaranteed to be running almost all 96 hours? Uh, not all 96. So during the day, we're treated just like a second vehicle. So we just job about mm-hmm. between us and the other ambulance. Um, you know, I'm a bit of a white cloud where we can maybe do three or four jobs a day between the <laughs> two of us, sometimes each. That's nice. Um some of the other crew members are a bit of a magnet for work. So they'll do 10 jobs during the day and then get busted out two or three times at night. So for, mm-hmm. depending on the the, the workload and the, you know, the timing of the jobs, the on-call car can sometimes, I, I will touch wood, quite often sleep my nights. Mm-hmm. Um, we might get one early job if there's a transfer or something, but some of the guys are out all night. Now we have fatigue rules where they'll then get the day off the next day. That's what I was going to ask you about because you've got you've got these two days, two nights, and four off. Yeah. Is that four off in? Is that your ninety six on, or is it four off ninety six on another four off? Yeah. And, so yeah. So four. Okay. Yeah. So the ninety six on replaces so our normal ten fourteen. Yeah. So we still get our four days off. Okay. Um, unless there's crew shortages and we pick up over time, but yeah. <laughs> so it, it's there if you want it. Yeah. And you're going to do it. Yep. Uh, it it seems to me like a. a a good use of resources that you're not, you know, full up staffing because I imagine you're not paid the same for being on call, right? No, we're not, and I don't know what the exact dollar figure is because we get a composite rate. So mm-hmm. rather than getting penalties each each shift, we just get a flat percentage on top of our base. Some okay. Excel spreadsheet somewhere's worked yeah. There's out. some math on it. Yeah, there's a lot of math on it. Um, I, I think it would be similar to some of our nursing friends and some of our EMS agencies that have a night differential. They mm-hmm. get paid more for working nights. Yep. So you would get paid less for being on call. Yeah, it's about, I think it's about 50% all right. of our base rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get paid the same every fortnight because it just yeah, works it's it all out. worked in. Yeah. Is it more likely for folks to pick up... Can you pick up overtime on that 96? 
or is it no, like, oh, on, I want to work are, overtime? You're, you're on a car. You're on, yeah, yeah. So okay. you are you are on essentially on shift for that ninety six. So I can't just start picking up standby overtime. No, no. So for the example for that is if I'm on call overnight, um, I can't go to a fire call or can't go to fire training because I interesting because you're you're committed. Yep, yep. So we right. are on air. St- <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, our on air stats are pretty much within a couple of minutes. I think it's five minutes is the the outside where comms start getting a bit antsy, nervous if you haven't answered the call if you in haven't five answered minutes? the page yeah so oh, okay. it, you yeah i won't go to fire training i won't go to fire calls mm-hmm. it's highly likely that we're going to end up at the fire call in the ambulance anyway yeah um but you need to be the ambulance at the I fire am, call the, yeah. not the yeah not, not the on air you know, throwing a ladder and all of a sudden oh gotta go somewhere else yeah sorry correct. guys here you go here you put this up for me <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you are on, uh, thank you so much for being here on the show, of course, like you had a choice. Uh, Yeah. Um, But you are on a whirlwind tour of the United States this holiday season. You started in San Francisco. Yep. Where are you going next? Uh, So we're off to New York for Christmas and New Year's. New Year's in New York City. Yeah. Now you guys set something up for this, right? You're... You, you booked ahead. You've already got a place picked out yes, uh, for, the for New Year's Eve. Yep, for New Year's Eve. Yep, yeah. so we're at a uh, an Irish pub, and I can't remember the name of it now. Kelly will probably kill me. Um, <laughs> just down the road from Times Square, so doing the wow. the typical watch doing the that. ball drop and be surrounded by people so is that crowd. So is that a bucket list thing or just a... It, yeah, it, it was a bit of a bucket list thing. It's, it's one of those things you see and you kind of go, yeah, that'd be cool to do once. Yeah, nobody ever says that, Nick. When you're on the other side of the world, you do. <laughs> well, we were just talking about uh, a couple of days ago that people like go out and you get your little, you know, one and a half square foot area. Yeah. And that's yours for the entire night and people are wearing diapers and doing all that. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. No, I'm, I'm going to a New Year's Eve party this year uh, that's at a brewery and they celebrate when it's midnight in Scotland. So it's going to be an early afternoon and then we can still go home and maybe catch a party later that night. But it's definitely not going to be... Uh, an, an Irish pub that just off Times Square. So from New York City, where to after that? Uh, so from New York City, we're back the other side of the country to Los Angeles. Back and forth. Yeah. LA, New York, back LA. and forth, back and forth. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, where we've got a couple of days in Disneyland. Ooh, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be pretty cool. And I think it's also important to put out that um, we have amazing self-control because we could have gone and seen Rise of Skywalker this morning and told the wives we were just coming to record. But we didn't. And yeah. I'm calling Kelly a wife. She's just, she's rolled up in there. Might as well. Right? Yeah. Shh. <laughs> so you're down in LA for Disneyland. Yep. Then what? Done? No. Then no. We're, then we're on a, another plane um, back up to Reno or staying in he- Tahoe. So South Lake Tahoe got uh, nine days in Heavenly. You guys are big skiers. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah usually, uh, usually you're doing uh, Japan, right? Yep. That's a, a big skiing spot for the Aussies? Pretty much, yeah. That seems to be... A, it was supposed to be, I'll visit here once and never again. And I think it's now seven <laughs> or eight trips. So the snow's fantastic. And yeah, that was mm-hmm. always going to be part of this trip was we'll try and sneak in a week or so skiing somewhere. So, mm-hmm. And you're meeting up with other folks yeah, uh, so in, from your travels, right? In, Are you meeting them in New York? Yeah, so we're meeting them in New York. They arrive for an international flight a, a couple of hours before we do via the domestic. So perfect. Hopefully perfect timing. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the trip's with them. So Neat. that'll be good. And we've skied with both of them before. So, Sam's a snowboarder, so... So I'm, I'm guessing that they're also public safety? Uh, yeah, so so one of the guys I'm meeting up with is a paramedic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, his partner's a teacher. 
So but she it, gets it. Is it fair to say that with all of you on this trip, there's nobody back home to answer the pages? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys turn the lights off when you left? <laughs> Just leave the door open. Should be right. Yeah. One, one of the fun things, uh, guys, being here uh, with them is not only hearing the different words that they use, but also the different technology and the different solutions they have for things and watching you uh, laugh hysterically when a giant moth uh, is waking up your cameras outside and you're like, whoop, West camera again. Whoop, West camera again. Yep. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, also a lot of fun having you on the show. Nick, thank you right. so much for coming in to WYE Radio. Thank we you appreciate for having it. me. It's good to be uh, here we need, to, we need to bring you by uh, more often. And we're, we're actually in the process of uh, removing all of the old crossover videos from our Google Hangouts days. The only one I'm going to save uh, is Horsehead Nick. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the only that's one probably I'm the least embarrassing of the lot. Probably. So until next time, guys, don't forget to rate uh, the show on whatever podcast listener uh, app that you use. We appreciate five stars. If you can find that sixth star, we'd appreciate that as well. Your feedback is always welcome. Just go to WYERadio.com and click on the blue microphone on the right-hand side. That's our SpeakPipe link, and you can leave us a 90-second voicemail. So until next time. Nick, thank you so much for being on the show. And, thank uh, you for having me. Good night. Good night.